Fired Up Fridays app with Steve Ryan is now available on Apple and Google Play stores. Well, hello there, family. You're listening to Fired Up Fridays with Steve Ryan. Fired Up Fridays, all right. Fired Up Friday will be right back after these messages. If you're anything like me, when you come across something you like, you tell people, right? So I've come across something I like, the Hydra jug. It's convenient. I can put it in the dishwasher. It's spill proof. It's got a convenient handle. And they even have like this sleeve that you can get that you can put like your phone and keys and things in. I mean, it holds you accountable. It's no excuse not to drink enough water now. All you have to do is get the Hydro Jug at thehydrojug.com. Use a promo code FRIDAY, which is easy to remember, to get 10% off. So go to thehydrojug.com and use the promo code FRIDAY and get 10% off. Easy, breezy, convenient. Welcome, 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 Mr. Goldman. <laughs> yes, yes. Nice being here. Thanks for having me, Steve. Yeah, so this is a very, very, very important topic, um, branding and trademark. I know you've helped me with several of mine, and I've been raving about you and referring people and saying, hey, I've never had an issue with this guy. I've never had um, where I had to go and dispute and all that because you're very thorough from the beginning, like very yeah, thorough. Yeah. yeah, sometimes a little too much, but uh, it serves the clients better in the long run. They might be a little annoyed at the beginning when I send them back for revisions, but uh, you know, once the application sells right through, they thank me later. Yeah, it's. I mean, like mine's. I, I would say the the longest was like maybe ten months, but but one of them went through in like five six months. It just flew right through. I was like, wow. When I yeah, that's <laughs> so really you don't cook definitely do it right, and you don't get a kickback later on. <laughs> you definitely know what you're doing, and okay. um, so so what is like a a branding lawyer? Uh, great question. Well, branding law is a field that I pioneered about 20 years ago. I finally released the first edition of the book Branding Law: Cases and Materials about five years ago. And basically, it's an interdisciplinary field, so it covers not only trademarks, but copyrights, patents, entertainment law, which I'm sure is of interest to a lot of your viewers, um, computer law, even rights of publicity, antitrust, trade libel, false advertising. Uh, it really spans the gamut. And branding lawyers are well-versed in all these fields in order to provide strategic counsel for brand managers and marketers, avoiding the disconnect that uh, sometimes exists. Oh, wow. That's quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. Now, you know, I, I know I initially came to you um, for trademarking, and but you're a branding lawyer. So, like, just so that people aren't confused, like, is there a difference between branding and trademarking? Yeah, there really is. Um, great question. So, one common misconception that people have, even um, lawyers and judges, is that trademarks and brands are synonymous. Um, and it's not always the case. It's sort of an uh, oversimplification, but 
I like to say not all trademarks are brands, but most brands are trademarks. Uh, basically, brands are essential to the whole consumer experience and protectable slogans, names, logos are just component parts or subsets of the whole, which is then amplified through marketing, creating an evolution from brands to branding. Um, so in other words, there's a lot more to branding than just trademarks. And that necessitated the uh, development of a brand new legal field, if you will, which goes much deeper and covers a whole wide range of legal subjects. Oh, wow. So if someone's wanting to really fully protect themselves, they really need more than just trademark. They need really to, you know, a consultation to see what's going on and really look at the whole picture. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's a very holistic approach. Um, so, you know, a lot of times people sort of pigeonhole it. They think, oh, branding, trademark, but that's not always the case. And you really have to delve deeper to realize what the exact issues are. And a lot of times it's crossover into patents or copyrights or rights of publicity or entertainment law. And so that's really the job of a branding lawyer to see the connections and to provide the best possible advice. Right, right. And like, I know you deal with a lot of people, you know, entertainment, you know, mm -hmm. entrepreneurship, um, startups, okay. like in your experience, like what would you say like the biggest mistake <laughs> that um, you've seen people, you know, make? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I would say inconsistent messaging. That's the second biggest branding mistake. Um, but the main mistake is when companies fail to select an adequately strong brand name. So um, you have a whole continuum of trademark strength. And while suggestive or descriptive names typically require less marketing effort, they're much more difficult to enforce. So that's why our firm always emphasizes taking these branding law considerations into account during the name creation process. So a name that's considered fanciful or even an arbitrary name will better serve a business long term because at the end of the day, why invest resources in something as essential as brand development when competitors can potentially use something highly similar as well? So therefore, you're adopting a very unique brand, a strong brand, and um, it'll provide a much better protection uh, for years to come. So that's what we always recommend, uh, choosing the right name up front, making sure it's available, and then getting the best possible application prepared and going from there. Oh, wow. So, so like what all do your firm provide? I know you mentioned earlier, like uh, the different things, but like if someone say, well, Hey, well, well what does he do? Why do I need him? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, well, you know, it depends um, if it's an entrepreneur or a startup or entertainers. You know, we uh, represent creative individuals worldwide and creative business clients worldwide uh, throughout the United States. And so, you know, anytime you're protecting your intellectual property, it's uh, it's very intangible compared to, say, a piece of real estate or something. You know, this is uh, oftentimes something you can't necessarily touch. It's just uh, the nature of ideas. And so in order to safeguard those rights, in order to gain exclusive rights, and then one can, of course, monetize from there. Um, that's the whole point in getting your trademark or your patent or your copyright. It's your intellectual property. And then it becomes a vital business asset. You can either sell it, you can license it, 
Uh, most importantly, you can protect it against potential competitors. So there's really a lot you can do with it once you have that uh, trademark patent or copyright. Oh, wow. Um, so you said have the trademark patent into a copyright? Uh, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, there are three types of protections. So for instance, and a lot of people um, mix these up, so I'll explain it a little bit. So a patent typically is for uh, a useful item, say an invention or a chemical formulation or something to that extent, something that one invents. Um, the trademark that goes to the branding, whether it's a logo, whether it's a name, um, you can even have certain things like uh, colors and scents, um, meaning smells and things like that. Anything that identifies the source of a business, um, the branding of a business, that would be trademark. And then copyright are more the artistic creations, whether it's a painting or um, songs that are being written or even a, a piece of software, computer software that could be protected under copyright. So um, each type of intellectual property protection covers something entirely different. And then if you want to take it even a couple steps further, you have the realm of trade secrets. That's something that one doesn't even uh, protect or file. But by keeping a concept um, secret, as it will, you wind up uh, getting protection that way. And then lastly, you have uh, written agreements, whether they're non-disclosures, um, those types of agreements, non-compete agreements. And that serves as a... Uh, maybe a weaker form of intellectual property, but certainly uh, one can protect uh, his or her rights that way as well. Wow. So if someone like had an assistant working and they wanted like a non-disclosure agreement, they would come to someone like you to prepare it. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I always recommend going several steps further, if at all possible, actually registering the trademark, the copyright of the patent, the NDA that's, um, an imperfect um, a form of protection, but it does exist, and sometimes it does come in handy, definitely. Fired Up Friday will be right back after these messages. Come and tap into the worldwide audience of Fired Up Fridays. Do you have an inspiring story? Have you gone through any type of challenges, but you found a way to make it through? We would love to hear your story on Fired Up Fridays. Visit steveryan.com today. So if somebody got like, um, you know, trademark, copyright, can they do an NDA in addition to that? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we have that happening all the time where uh, perhaps they have the trademark or the patent, the copyright, and then they want to pitch the concept to um, some potential investors or maybe they want to sell it to a company. And so before engaging in those conversations, they'll have the NDA prepared just as a uh, extra level of protection. Wow. This is, this is really eye opening. <laughs> oh, well, that's great. You know, when you wow. come on your program, I said, Oh, this would be perfect. You know, for the people that uh, view your show, you know, this is yeah. all about, um, protection. They, and they creation. It's so scary. They, they, you know, they, they see it like it's this big. And, and the thing I like about, um, you is that you're very reasonable. You're looking out for people. Um, when I initially was searching for a trademark um, attorney, the prices were just outrageous, like all mm -hmm. around the country. I checked many states and then I came across you and I saw all this feedback. Like you, you, I don't know how many it said you've done, but you've 
done so many. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're up to like uh, a lot. Our firm's done up over fifteen thousand right now. Um, right. So, yeah, we're always top ten in the world, um, which is just a fantastic honor to be uh, doing that many successful applications. And um, yeah, you know, we represent startups and entrepreneurs. You know, some major companies too, but uh, for the most part, startups and entrepreneurs. And we like to keep our fees reasonable because um, you know we know this is the client base that needs us most, and uh, that's one of the reasons I set up the firm way back when is to sort of bridge that gap. Because on one hand, you have these law firms. You know, I'm going to say a lot of them do a very nice job, but they are quite expensive. And then you have these other companies that have sort of emerged that aren't even law firms. They're just legal service providers. Um, And some of them do a fine job, I'm sure. But uh, personally, I feel you always want to have the counsel and the expertise of a lawyer. And so that's what we come in. Um, You know, I have almost 30 years of experience doing just this. And, um, you know, I feel the client's getting a much better service um, at a very affordable price. And um, the results speak for themselves. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a walking testimonial. Oh, there you I'm go. Used several times. Thanks so much. <laughs> I do appreciate it, Steve. Always a pleasure working with you. And and um, you had mentioned uh, something earlier about worldwide. So, like, I know one question someone um, asked when I said you were coming on the show was like, um, she's based in UK, like she lives in the UK, but she was like can I go through the attorney you go through? And I'm like, I don't know. I'll ask him. You know? <laughs> oh, of course. Um, yeah. You know, basically trademarks are um, geographically specific, but uh, when I say 15,000 filings, that's not counting our international filings. That's just with the USPTO. So if she's looking to sell within the U S or offer her goods or services in the U S and wants a um, federal registration with uh, the USPTO, then certainly I could help her with that. Um, for other countries, we have a nice network of foreign associates who are fantastic lawyers, reasonably priced. Um, you know, whether it's uh, UK or EU or Canada, uh, all throughout Asia, and so I'm able to uh, connect clients with them. And um, yeah, if she were looking for just a UK specific or EU specific uh, trademark, then certainly I could put her in touch, and uh, that's another option. Um, but yeah, basically we're a one-stop shop for all needs, IP and trademark for creative businesses everywhere. Oh, wow. And, and like, um, I'm not sure if this is something you can answer, but like for, for people who register in the U S like, like for example, in the music business, like we have like BMI and ASCAP that deals with, you know, performance rights and and collecting. Mm -hmm. And they have like these reciprocity agreements with the foreign you know, organizations that are similar. Um, is trademark similar to that, to where uh, foreign governments will recognize it, like whatever their offices are? Uh, yeah, to a certain extent. Um, as I said, it's very geographically specific. So you do need to have a um, trademark registered within the particular country you're most interested in. These days, it's a lot easier than it used to be when I first started out prior to the internet. Uh, you actually had to have physical sales um, or offering sales and proof of that. With the internet, it's almost instantaneous just because it's the World Wide Web. Uh, So just by having a website, you're essentially offering your services worldwide. Um, But yeah, back to your question, 
So you do have certain treaties, certain agreements, such as uh, what we call the Madrid Protocol. Um, and through that, you're able to apply in one nation and then you pay what's called the WIPO fee, World Intellectual Property Organization. And then you pay fees in each individual country, just the filing fees. And that's a lot better than it was maybe 20, 25 years ago when you actually had to go through the effort of applying separately in each country. Uh, this way, it is sort of a one-stop process. Wow. I had no idea. So glad I asked that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And and if someone wants to get in touch with your firm for the services, what's the best way to get in touch? Uh, Sure. Well, email is WSG, that's William Scott Goldman, at goldmanlawgroup.com. Or on our website, there's also a contact form, and that's www.goldmanlawgroup.com. Cool. So that's www.goldmanlawgroup.com. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, any last words before, you know, let you go? <laughs> I know you've had a long day. <laughs> oh, yeah, indeed, indeed. And uh, believe it or not, um, the day's just beginning because, uh, you know, it's what, around uh, eight o'clock over in Asia right now. So uh, I'm going to start getting bombarded with a bunch of emails uh, shortly. Um, but yeah, I would say, you know, to your um, viewers, Anything IP related, um, you know, we serve the needs of creative individuals worldwide, creative businesses worldwide, whether they're entrepreneurs, startups, um, anybody who has any questions even uh, can feel free to reach out and I'm always glad to assist. All right. And what was that email address one more time? Oh, sure. WSG at GoldmanLawGroup.com. Perfect. All right. Appreciate you. You, de- I can definitely speak. He's a hard worker. And, you know, I, it's been some moments that uh, like the most recent ones, because I'm on the West Coast and I know he's in the East Coast. Um, and I see a message. We're going back and forth at eight and nine o'clock. And huh. I'm like, um, it's got to be close to midnight. Where you are. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, wow, you're very dedicated. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. Definitely working long hours here, but I love what I do. So, Yeah, all about uh, working for the clients and uh, getting them protected the best uh, we can. So definitely, sir. We we appreciate it and everybody else. (laughs) Cool, cool. Well, this wraps it up for this edition of Fired Up Friday. All right, (laughs) sounds great. Are you ready to feel good? Are you ready to feel inspired? Then come and get your I Am Strong merch. It's smooth on the skin. And guess what? When you wear it, people will be asking, where did you get that shirt? Where did you get those clothes? And you can say, I am strong. Come on over to stevebryan.com today.